Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Hippie Witch, magic for a new age. I'm your host, Joanna DeVoe, and this is a happy, hippie place where magic with a K meets the law of attraction. Hi, thanks for joining me for episode... 119 of Hippie Witch, Magic for a New Age. My name is Joanna DeVoe, and I am the spiritual detoxing, decluttering, junk-clearing creatrix, at least for the month of June, which ends today. Behind Kick-Ass Switch, putting the K in magic, and Hippie Witch, the show you are listening to right now. I also have a free ebook by that name, Hippie Witch, Peace, Love, and All That Good Shit, and you can pick up a copy of that at www.joannadevoe.com or back on the description page for this episode back at Blog Talk Radio. And before we get rolling here today, there are a few people that I just want to give a quick shout-out to because I'm feeling the love. Eric Silvermoon. Do you know Eric Silvermoon? He is one of my favorite man witches. I love the man witches. (laughs) He just left me my most recent iTunes review. And yes, my iTunes reviews are back. So thank you for those of you who left reviews. And thank you, Eric, for the super nice review. And really just for constantly promoting and supporting Kick-Ass Switch. I actually think I'm going to be doing something with Eric and my two best witchy buddies next month. We're in talks to do a talk. (laughs) So I'll keep you posted about that as it gets closer. And he just updated his website. I don't know if you all have been watching the making of his tribal magic oracle cards, but uh, they're very cool, super artsy and colorful and beautiful. But he also just updated his website, and it's gorgeous. So you can check that out at imsilvermoon.com. And then I also just wanted to thank everybody who just went through the Big Heart Big Biz course with me in June. That was just a one-off thing that I was doing with Ryan. But it was a really interesting experience. It was really fun going through four weeks of creating online businesses with these amazing witchy people. And I had what's interesting is I've heard from so many of you about that program, but it closed at the end of May because it was just for June that we were doing that. Uh, But I've gotten a lot of messages like, hey, are you going to be doing that again? Or can I get on right now? And I'm sorry that we couldn't let you on midway, but it was really a four-week experience. We wanted to take people through beginning to end. But I am going to be starting something a little witchier but similar, tentatively called Biz Witch Academy, and I will definitely keep you all posted about what's going on with that. You can let me know if you want to message me on Facebook or email me because I'm on the fence about whether or not I want to create a membership site for people who have online businesses. So it would be like a monthly thing. Or if you would rather me just create like one-off tutorials. So for example, if you want to learn Facebook marketing, you can just buy that. Let me know what your preference is, and that will help me shape it up and get it out to you faster. And then last week (laughs) was the part one to today, Body and Soul 
these episodes about self-care and how taking care of your body and taking care of your home is a reflection of how you care for your soul. I did this in two parts. So last week was the first part. Today is going to be the second part. But we got cut off a couple of minutes before the show started. Interestingly, right in the middle of me talking about poltergeists. (laughs) So if you don't follow me on Facebook or Twitter or whatever, and you didn't see me going like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. A poltergeist cut me off mid-show, right, as I was talking about poltergeist. That's what I'm saying happened. I don't really know what happened, but I didn't mysteriously hang up on you. I just got disconnected. And if you're like, well, how do I follow you on Facebook? I'm Joanna DeVoe everywhere across the board. I've made it super easy for anybody to follow me on any social media or email me or anything. Joanna DeVoe, that's my name. Don't wear it out. Super easy to find me if you ever want to get a hold of me outside of the radio show. And then today, I think we're going to kind of go back and forth about talking about self-care in terms of caring for your body and caring for your home, but I'm going to try to keep it focused on your body. And one thing I know for sure is that how you take care of your body is a direct reflection of how you feel about yourself. And I'm also starting to understand that it is more than just a symbol of self-care. It's literally the way that you care for your soul. And I will be going back to what we were talking about last week because I absolutely, again, believe that that extends to your home and your entire material life. And one of the things that helped me understand this was Thomas More's book, Care of the Soul. I did a book nerd post on that yesterday. Very inspiring book. I recommend everybody own a copy. That's a book for everyone, in my opinion. (laughs) But those book nerd posts, they're kind of like cliff notes. I, I try to create the experience of the book by sharing, you know, some key quotes that will kind of give you a feel for the book. But the first three quotes there really demonstrate what I'm saying in terms of how the way you care for your body and your home and your entire material life is literally caring for your home. So I'm just going to read those to you because he says it better than I do. I got the idea from him, so (laughs) let's just get it straight from the horse's mouth. He says, the fundamental principle in care of the soul is that the soul needs tending. The human body is an immense source of imagination, a field on which imagination plays wantonly. The body is the soul presented in its richest and most expressive form. In the body, we see the soul articulated in gesture, dress, movement, shape, physiognomy, temperature, skin eruptions, tics, diseases, in countless expressive forms. And then finally he says, the soul prospers in an environment that is concrete, particular and vernacular it feeds on the details of life so it's that last quote really that is to me this is new (laughs) like I traced last week kind of like "Mm, I've had little hints and ideas about this all along and a lot of different books have brought me to this point a lot of different thought leaders have inspired me to 
enter into this phase of my life where I'm really understanding that caring for the body is caring for the soul. But it it really is a big shift for me to think of it that way. And because when I think of soul, I think of something a little more like ethereal, like harder to grasp, harder to get a handle on. So when he says that it's it, it thrives in an environment that's concrete, that it feeds on the details of life, that it's articulated in your body. It's like, whoa, all of a sudden it's so much more solid. It's like your soul is manifesting itself in your body, which as a creative person, as a lifelong artsy person, <laughs> this is so exciting to me. Just the thought of it makes me want to dance and paint and splash around in the kiddie pool I just set up in my backyard and redecorate my house and get all dressed up. The possibilities are endless. The little thing he said here about skin eruptions and how the soul expresses itself that way, I have had acne since I was 11 years old. You probably don't see that anymore because I've I control it with food. <laughs> but if my skin will break out over any little disruption in my temperament, in the temperature outside. So I often joke that my skin is very loud. It, it's very expressive. <laughs> um, I'll get like rashes and stuff. My And now I'm thinking about this in relationship to my soul, and it is totally tripping me out. Like, wow, what if? You know, I, I've heard of people getting rashes when they're with the wrong partner, for example. And so isn't it interesting to think that your body might literally break out in a rash because it doesn't want to touch that person anymore? <laughs> your soul is like, get us away from that girl or that guy. It's just so exciting to me. <laughs> and this book is actually going to be a perfect Pivot, this book nerd post that I did yesterday on Thomas More's Care of the Soul into July's theme. So today we are ending this whole theme of space clearing and spiritual detox in June. I feel like I've hit it from every possible angle in the newsletter, on the blog post, in the video here on these episodes of Hippie Witch, and it's been extremely satisfying and deep. I am going to carry this message with me forever into the future for sure. It's changed who I am. But then next week, we're going to be talking about witches who run with the wolves. That's the whole theme for July, and I'm super excited about it. But I hope you will see, like on this Thursday's video, you'll see how this all like magically just graduates into July's theme. That I don't know if that's a coincidence, a synchronicity, if working with themes, I'm all of a sudden like fallen into a pattern where it's moving more organically and is less forced, but I'm pretty delightful about how June is just naturally leading into July that way. And you'll see what I'm talking about more on Thursday. But anyway, pulling this back around to this month's theme, I have spoken a lot in the past about, I wrote about it in my ebook, the one that I'm always telling you to get a copy of at the beginning of every episode here. I've spoken a lot in the past about how I hate doing the dishes. 
And I sometimes have to do the dishes twice a day. It's like an unavoidable part of my life because I cook. Uh, I cook real food. My son and I eat very special, a very special diet. And so I make most of our food, which means there's a lot of dishes to do. <laughs> and I really just hate it. It helps to wear gloves, I will say. I wear, like, those gloves that go up to your elbows and that come in, like, leopard print and have ruffles on them and stuff because I'm girly like that. But really the thing that made me start getting into doing the dishes was convincing myself that it was an act of self-love. I've been doing this for years now. And when I don't feel like doing the dishes, I kind of envision, like, well, what's it going to feel like in the morning, especially when it's hot outside? Gnats, ants, think about it. But what's it going to feel like in the morning when I wake up and come out here and there's, like, all these dishes piled up in the sink? It's going to be such a crappy way to start my day. So I started envisioning my future self. So, like, my current self is doing the dishes as an act of love for future Joanna. So when Joanna wakes up in the morning, she's going to be like, oh, thank you, Joanna, from the past for doing the dishes. <laughs> it's like this whole mind fuck to get myself into doing the dishes. Um, but thinking about how we care for our environments, thinking about how that is actually how we care for our soul, just took that to a whole other level for me again. I say June has changed me. This June has changed me. I'm sorry if I sound like a broken record. It's just very exciting to me. And it's really, it's reorganized my thought process and completely like shifted my world paradigm to where I'm seeing everything in a different way. So this morning, yeah, thinking about doing the dishes, I'm up in the morning, I'm like sitting, standing at my kitchen window, looking out at the backyard, and I know I need to go outside to water the garden. And I have been doing that every single morning in June because I originally I had convinced myself that I need to do that every day because it's caring for the soul because I've been working with this idea of how caring for your environment is caring for the soul but I guess I've been doing it now every day longer than 21 days you know how it's they say it takes 21 days to form a habit to where now it's just sort of a habit so it's not that hard to get myself to go outside at 6 o'clock in the morning to go water the garden. We are having a drought right now, so you can't run sprinklers in California, or you shouldn't, and you can't just, like, leave your hose sitting there flooding your yard. So I've let everything die, all the grass and everything, but I still go out there every morning to water this little teeny patch of herb garden that I have and my beloved fig tree. And I know if I don't, it's going to die because... That's the kind of drought we're having. Everything is dying. It's dead, dead, dead. Even my aloe plant died, which was crazy. It's, I didn't even know you could kill an aloe plant. They're made to survive droughts. <laughs> so I'm trying to bring him back to life too. But anyway, it's rituals, self-care rituals that can carry me through days like today because I'm not having a great day. I, for whatever reason, it actually started last night like around 5 o'clock, I've just been in a funk. I think it's just like a weird hormonal dip, which is fine. I get them. I can ride them out. <laughs> but I just feel kind of funky and off and pissed off inside, like irritable. <laughs> so there was the temptation this morning to skip watering the garden. But 
I have this ritual set in place and I have this idea of watering the garden is actually caring for my soul. So I went out there and as I'm watering the garden, as I'm watering my favorite fig tree, I started thinking about how rituals and habits like that, habits of self-care, they're like lifeboats when the seas of life start to get stormy or you just, like me today, you just don't feel like paddling your boat one day. (laughs) They're lifeboats because once you have a habit like that in place, once you have a ritual in place, I talked about this in some episode about how structures, the freedom of structure, how structure liberates you. So this is just a Another example about of this, but once you get rituals in place like that, self-care rituals in particular, you don't have to think about it. You just do it. And what's interesting, if you've ever done any kind of bodybuilding or any kind of physical conditioning, you probably know that muscles have memory. So if you get out of shape, but you used to be a bodybuilder, you can go back in the gym and your muscles remember and you'll get in shape faster and your muscles will go back to their original form or something like it. So I think doing something physical is an awesome way to practice self-care because I do believe that our muscles have memory and I do believe that me turning the water on, dragging the hose out, standing in front of the herb garden and waving my hand back and forth with the hose, there's a a muscle memory in there that kind of takes over beyond me. It's not such an effort. I just get up and I do it. And I actually feel better afterward too. But standing out there watering my garden at 6 o'clock in the morning, I actually started talking to you guys in my head, which I do sometimes. <laughs> On days that I have my radio show, I'll, like, know what I'm going to talk about. So I start talking to you early, like, in my head. So the conversation started at 6 o'clock, just to let you know. But I was thinking about a book I never think about because I read it a long, long time ago. Twyla Tharp is maybe the most famous choreographer in America today. But um, she's a choreographer, a dancer, and she has a book called The Creative Habit that I loved. And there's a section, she starts off, actually, I think, with a section called Rituals of Preparation. And I was thinking about that, and I went and dug around on my bookshelf, which is why I'm breathing funny right now because I'm trying to crack open this book and I marked this page because I thought it'd be so cool to read this to you very very quickly she said I begin each day of my life with a ritual I wake up at 5 30 a.m put on my workout clothes my leg warmers my sweatshirts and my hat I walk outside my Manhattan home hail a taxi and tell the driver to take me to the pumping iron gym at 91st street and first avenue where I work out for two hours. The ritual is not the stretching and weight training I put my body through each morning at the gym. The ritual is the cab. The moment I tell the driver where to go, I have completed the ritual. It's a simple act, but doing it the same way each morning habitualizes it, makes it repeatable, easy to do. It reduces the chance that I would skip it or do it differently. It is one more item in my arsenal of routines and one less thing to think about. So I just wanted to read that to you because Twyla Tharp is awesome and you don't have to take my word for it. You can take the word of this 
internationally world-renowned choreographer that habits and rituals set you free in that way and create little lifeboats of self-care on days when you're feeling funky. And then I was thinking about that book as I was watering my lawn and thinking about how funny it was when Daniel Laporte's Firestarter Sessions came out. And the way that book is laid out, I was like, hey, this looks just like Twyla Tharp's The Creative Habit, like the way the fonts were and the way everything was structured. And then a couple years later, I heard her say that she loves this book and was inspired by this book. And I was like, all things come full circle. I love these connections because I just did that post last week on Daniel Laporte's Desire Map Day Planner. So, <laughs> threads. I love to pull all the little threads together to make like one kick-ass fabric of whatever, ideas. <laughs> but what that Desire Map Day Planner has in common with watering the garden, with Twyla Tharp having her ritual for going to the gym every morning, is that I think that you can care for your soul from the outside in. And one of the very first blog posts that I ever wrote for Kick-Ass Witch, I actually still have it in the sidebar of my website. It's called A Kick-Ass Depression Cure. Because, And in that I share one of the things that I did when I was chronically depressed. I have not been depressed for many, 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 many years. Uh, I did. That's another thing that food really helped me fix. But when I would feel depressed, I would feel lethargic, like my arms and legs were filled with lead, like lead was in my veins instead of blood. I just felt so heavy. It was a physical sensation. And it was depressing. It was kind of like the chicken or the egg thing. Am I feeling heavy because I'm depressed or am I depressed because I feel heavy? Like physically, like gravity is sucking me to the ground and I cannot get up to take a shower or do anything. And I had this little mini trampoline, like one of those little dinky round trampolines. And I would convince myself to just get up and stand on the thing. I'd put a TV show on or some music And I told myself, you don't have to do anything. Just stand on the trampoline and, like, shuffle around like an old lady, you know. Just, like, get, just move your legs a little tiny bit on the trampoline. I would do that, and in doing that, I was already standing on the trampoline. So, like, one thing would lead to another, and the old lady shuffle would turn into, like, bouncing. And I would maybe even get a sense of humor about what I was doing and that would make me laugh and that would lift my mood. And before I knew it, I was actually jumping on the trampoline and it would start raising my energy to the point where sometimes I did a full workout and I'd get off the trampoline feeling energized. And I realized I could change my inner state by changing what I did physically. Like the outside could literally change the inside as Within, so without, as without, so within. So I love the idea that you can approach these things from either direction. You can work from the inside out, or in the case I just gave, you can work from the outside in. You can do something physical to care for your soul. You can do something physical to change your emotional state and your entire mood for the day. It's fascinating. It's like watering the fig tree in the morning when I don't feel 
like it at all when I'm in a shitty mood. By the time I'm done watering the fig tree and I've been standing out in the fresh air and the sun is coming up and the birds are chirping and the air is still cool because it hasn't, you know, the heat hasn't kicked in yet, I feel good afterward. I feel better. It changes my mood. You might do something similar by some people I know put, like, their jogging shoes and their workout clothes right next to their bed So they don't even think about it. They just roll out of bed in the morning, put their jogging shoes on, go pee, get a drink of water, and they're out the door before they're thinking about it. And those rituals, those habits, I love the idea that that can care for your soul. And it's not something you have to repeatedly convince yourself to do. There's another book that's just kind of randomly popping into my head right now, but somehow it makes sense to me. There's This guy's a Scientologist. I did not know that at the time. I didn't even know what Scientology was when I read this book, but his name is Milton Casales, or I didn't know much about Scientology. Um, Milton Casales is actually a Broadway director and a famous acting coach, which is why I bought this book way back in the day. And his book is called Dreams into Action. And the only thing I remember about that book, (laughs) it doesn't talk about Scientology. It's like a self-help book. But there's a piece that stuck out to me that I'll never forget. It's interesting how a book will just like, it's not worthless to me if you get one thing out of it. And I got one thing out of Dreams into Action that I'm going to take with me. So I think it's a valuable book. And the piece that stuck with me is this. He talked about how, Poor neighborhoods, neighborhoods that have a lot of poverty going on, if you drive through them, it's like there's trash everywhere, there's glass, and everything's run down and not taken care of. And, again, it goes back to that chicken or the egg thing. Like, is it like that because they're poor, or are they poor because that's how they keep their environment? And he's saying, you know, it doesn't cost any money to pick up the trash and to sweep up the glass. And it's like the whole neighborhood has a kind of depression. And if they would care for the neighborhood, like I was talking about getting out of my depression by getting on the trampoline and moving around, how that lifted my energy, it raised my energy levels. If the neighborhood started to take care of itself, if the people started caring for the neighborhood, it might actually change that poverty mentality. It might raise the energy in that neighborhood. So that's another way I think that caring for your material world is caring for your soul. You can work from the outside in. You can touch the soul through the body. You can touch the soul through the material dimension. And the soul will express its desires and needs through your moods and through the longings of your heart and mind. So today, for example, my soul is probably just saying, take a rest. (laughs) Just take a rest. You need to chill out for a minute, which is fine. I can totally do that. I'm a big fan of naps. I have no problem taking a nap after today's show. But this is kind of where I think it gets tricky and where maturity and discernment come into play because, you know, I was just saying you can make your body do certain things with ritual and by putting habits into place, and you can, and that's powerful. But you also need to practice some kind of discernment so that you can identify when your soul is giving you a message, when it's saying, hey, 
we're burnt out here, we need to rest, or when it's experiencing overstimulation. Maturity and practice will get you to the point where you can practice discernment and identify, oh, am I in burnout or am I just having like a funky slump that a ritual can support me through and carry me through? I'm a big believer in the rituals. I'm always going to pump that up, but I do think you need to know when it's time to take a break. And it's okay if you don't work out one day this week, if you work out every single day. Just sleep in. I don't think there's a problem with that. It's a problem when it becomes a habit. Or is it even a problem? (laughs) It just becomes your reality. Another thing I wanted to touch on really quickly before I run out of time today is I just have this idea about how we objectify the body and what I was saying, right, you know, about making the body do certain things. You can you can objectify your own body and treat it like a machine until it breaks down. So I think that objectific, objectification, we typically think about that about women being exploited in the media or, or, you know, men exploiting women's bodies. But women exploit themselves all the time sexually. and it, But it's not just about sex. You can objectify and exploit the body in a number of ways. And I'm running out of time, but I just quickly want to make this point. Jenna Jameson is a famous porn star. She married... I forget what it, what they're called, those extreme, they're not boxers. They, like, beat each other to death practically. But I'm running out of time and I can't think of the word. But he's a, a fighter, an extreme fighter, Tito something. And he she made this really interesting point where she said she thinks they were attracted to each other and that they understand each other because they're both people who objectify their bodies for a living. They're both people who abuse their bodies for a living They make an object of their bodies. And when you think about how your body is an expression of your soul, that's a pretty profound thing to say. Okay, I have 10 seconds left, so I guess I'm not going to get into everything else I wanted to talk about today, but that's okay. It's just a bunch of rambling. And thank you so much for spending June with me. This month, I had a great time talking about this. I would love to hear what your experience of this theme of space clearing and spiritual detox has been. It's been profound for me. We're going to be back next week here, Tuesday at noon as usual, but we're going to be talking about witches who run with the wolves. (laughs) It's going to be a lot of fun. So keep cool this summer, or if you're in the winter, if you're on the southern hemisphere, keep cozy. And until we meet again, much love. Peace. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? 
Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 